0: And now the Flop House Movie Minute. Dearest Flop House listeners, I like many of my generation, grew up associating Christmas with one thing. Television specials. Even now I remember that swirling CBS special presentation logo, alerting me that I would soon be sucked into a magical world of modestly budgeted animation and questionable theology. Other than the incomparable Charlie Brown Christmas, the finest examples of these programs came from the Rankin Bath Studios, where tiny models were brought to life and given the voices of old Stan Freeberg actors. Recently, I revisited these programs to see if they carried the same magic I felt as a child, but sadly, I found them wanting. Take Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Now, this is the one where Santa, played by man-child Mickey Rooney, is given a comic book-style origin story because a jolly man who gives away toys is only interesting to kids if he's got a backstory. For instance, we are taught that he learned his distinctive laugh from listening to seals, since no one has ever laughed before without a specific inciting incident. I, for instance, learned to laugh from Neil Simon. Thank you, Neil Simon, for making me laugh about falling in love. Again. Anyway, it turns out that the reason Santa sneaks into houses and leaves toys in stockings is that at some point in the past, the vaguely Germanic Burgermeister Meisterburger outlaws all toys, and the only way Kris Kringle can save the children from a life without fun is by secretly delivering the toys late at night. So far, so good. In fact, rankin Bash should be commended for sneaking a little Thoreau-style civil disobedience into children's programming. Here's the problem, though. Eventually, the Burgermeister Meisterburger dies, and his reign of terror ends. Yet, Santa still sneaks into houses through the chimney. Clearly, St. Nick has some sort of thing for breaking and entering. But worse yet is the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer special. Now, I love Rudolph and his annoying, feedback-producing nose as much as anyone. I love portly prospector Yukon Cornelius, and I love the gay dental elf Hermie. What bothers me are the so-called misfit toys. Let's examine the supposed flaws of these misfits. One of the most famous is Charlie in the Box. In his own words, my name is all wrong. No child wants to play with a Charlie in the Box. First Charlie, I'm pretty sure any kid amused by a head on a spring won't care if you're misnamed, but leaving that aside for now, if you really want to be named Jack, then go down to Toy City Hall and have your name legally changed. Or, Just tell people your name is Jack. They won't know. If a talking head in a box introduces himself to me as Jack, I'm not asking any questions. Or what about the water pistol that shoots jelly? That's not a misfit toy. That's a toy that's been improperly used. Here's an idea. Empty out the jelly, put in some water, and you've fixed it. Sure, the water might taste like fruit for a while, but that'll fade. Or the supposed misfit that's a bird that doesn't fly. It swims. Yeah, so what? That's what penguins do, and I don't hear them complaining. Basically, these toys are a bunch of whiners. Maybe if they got off their collective ass and did something to change their situation, instead of sequestering themselves on an island and self-identifying as misfits, they could do something with their lives. Instead, they sit around singing their sad sack songs about how they've been given these easily surmountable obstacles. And the worst, the worst one is the ragdoll. There is absolutely nothing wrong with the ragdoll. Why is she there? She just likes hanging out with the misfits because she thinks it makes her cool. She's a misfit raghag. And the thing that really sickens me about all this is that the complainers steal attention from the few actual misfit toys. Like this spotted elephant who suffers in near silence. God, how they sicken me. Merry Christmas, everyone! mm <laughs>